0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, currently driving home from work. So as all my episodes are, please ignore any sort of background noise, such as my uh, blinker, as I call it, or as we call it in Massachusetts, um, and also the heat because I am freezing. So this is completely um, not scripted. I haven't written anything out for this. But I thought it was really important to talk about. I was about to actually write a blog post about it, but there's so much information that I want to share. And I think it also needs to be uh, put out pretty quickly because I know that there's so many people suffering with this. And every time I see someone talk about this subject, I just feel so inclined to give them all the information that I know But it takes time to type it out, and there's a lot of information to type out, and I don't have a lot of free time. So I need to make this podcast, and I need to post it today. I've recorded this two times already, so this one's going to be imperfect. I'm not going to restart this. I'm not going to re-record it because it's just going to take forever. So please be patient with me throughout this subject. This is also a really uncomfortable subject to talk about for some and i can completely empathize with that because it was extremely uncomfortable for me to talk about it still is a little uncomfortable for me to talk about but we're going to talk about it because it's important and um, just as human beings it's important never mind ocd and um struggling with it as a theme so today i'm going to talk about sex and i'm going to talk about the last the loss of desire and um, sexual dysfunction or even themes revolving around other genders or other sexualities that you might have a fear that you might be attracted to. So we're going to dive in um, with the first point of not being sure if you love your partner because you don't have the desire to have sex. So as I said earlier, sex has been a very uncomfortable subject for me Um, as a person who has sexual trauma history, um, also who has had a really weird upbringing when it comes to talking about sex and the shame that's around it, also being a woman and in society not being really encouraged to talk about sex and sexual desire and needs. It's something that I find extremely uncomfortable. I've struggled with um, sexuality OCD and I've also struggled with just sexual themes regarding my ROCD with my relationship. Um, There was a time where I had the largest dry spell with my partner and it took a really long time for me to even consider having sex with him after some things had come about and I just couldn't do it anymore now some hopeful messages with that it's something that I was able to work through and now it is no longer an issue in our relationship um, but I do know that talking about sex has always been so difficult for me so not only have I been discussing this with my therapist and what the core reason is that I have such a hard time talking about this but also I read a book called come as you are and it's absolutely Amazing, and I recommend it to anybody who is listening to this podcast. There's an audiobook on it um, on YouTube. If you look up Come As You Are book, um, it should come up. And I don't remember her last name, but it's written by a woman named Emily, and she talks about the female sexuality and just sexuality in general. Um, while it's written for a female perspective, I think anyone could really benefit from reading this book. Any sort of gender identity, sexuality, whatever it is, you you will benefit by learning about human sexuality in general. So there's a few things that I actually learned in this book that has shaped how I view sex around me um, and with my own life. So Emily talks about having an accelerator and a break. So if we were to view our sex lives. As cars, there's an accelerator or a gas pedal, and then there's the brakes. And for some people, they have a really sensitive accelerator. For some people, they have really sensitive brakes. Um, And it really depends on who you are. And if you end up reading that book, um, there's exercises throughout the book that helps you determine how your accelerators are and how your brakes are. I actually found out that my accelerators and brakes are in the quote-unquote normal average range. Um, But it doesn't mean that my brakes and my accelerator don't work. Um, There's times where I have a hard time having sex. And there's there's times where I have no problem with it. So understanding your body and what turns you on to want to have sex and what stops you from wanting to have sex is so important. So an example of an accelerator and a break. Um, an accelerator could be, for instance, someone could really be turned on by um, public sex, for instance. But to someone else, that could be their break, where it's like, I don't want to have sex in public. We're in public right now. This is not good for me. So it really, really matters on that individual and what they're used to what they were brought up doing the first sexual experiences etc so that's another thing that i learned is that your sexual experiences in the past shape how you view sex now so if you had a pretty healthy sex life um your view on sex might be a really healthy one for me um my sex life in the early stages were not something that i was that proud of um and the messages that I learned during that time is it something that I would like to continue carrying with me. Um, I had learned on my behalf that in order to love someone, you have to have sex with them. And in order to um, get attention or be liked, you have to have sex with them. Um, and if even if I don't want to, I owe it to someone. And those are unhealthy mindsets that I had Gotten myself um, in the habit of believing, and I still struggle with sometimes. Um, But recognizing that those are the core beliefs that I have about sex that would have probably have been different if the sexual experiences I had were different, it helps me learn how to grow and shape my future sex life and my current sex life. So just as I said before with the accelerators and the brakes, when you have a car and you're driving and you have your foot on the gas pedal, but also a foot on the brake, you are most likely not going to be moving at all. So no matter how much something is turning you on, if there's some resistance with the brakes, you're not going to really go anywhere. So keeping that in mind with sexual nature... If, say, my partner is looking extremely handsome that night and he's super romantic and we're having a wonderful time, Um, but he might have said something that reminded me of something that happened in my past, I might still not want to have sex with him. Maybe I had a really tough day at work. And it's really stressing me out. So I'm not going to want to have sex with him despite him being completely attractive and something that I normally would want to sleep with at the time. I think this is especially important when we talk about ROCD and OCD because when we have OCD and um, ROCD in general, we are constantly feeling anxiety and stress. And when we're feeling that, it can be really difficult to want to enjoy sex. Uh, Especially if we're experiencing ROCD where we're already analyzing our relationship and nitpicking the tiny things about it, sex might not be enjoyable because we're not comfortable in that setting. For some, you might get really, really into sex when you're stressed out. And for some people, stress is an accelerator instead of a break. Some people, when they're really stressed out, they want to have sex all the time. And that can also lead into um, some unhealthy behaviors in your relationship if your partner is not on that same wavelength as you. Um, So just keeping in mind that you are normal. Your body is normal. And the term sexual dysfunction I am not even a big fan of after reading this book. Because I realize that our bodies all function very similarly. We are all made of the same sort of parts. We just are organized differently and that's something that I learned a lot when reading that book so if you are having a hard time having sex and there's nothing medically going on that's prohibiting you from having sex you are normal and your experiences are normal and getting past that um sexual barrier that you would like to if you would like to experience better sex or more fulfilling sex or it's just not what you would like in the time. If you understand what's breaking you, what it, what's causing your brakes to act up, you might be able to be push that accelerator a little bit more and get off the brakes of it. Finding out what really makes your accelerator run and What makes you really turned on and in the mood is also something really important. Communications, extremely important with your partner. Granted, as we've said before, talking about um, your ROCD with your partner, if that is what you're experiencing, can be a little tricky because we don't want to overshare. We don't want to hurt our partner and we don't want to have a self-fulfilling prophecy, which I know that some people might know what that means, but it's basically when you worry about something too much or so much and you end up creating it for yourself. So if I were to always be like, you're going to break up with me to my partner. If I say it enough, it might become a self-fulfilling prophecy where I made it happen. So keeping that in mind that our partners are other human beings that have their own needs and wants and feelings along with you also having this going on, finding a good balance between communicating your wants and needs with sex, and communicating uh, your OCD are very, very different. Um, And if you want more tips on how to talk about your ROCD with your partner, please feel free to check out the blog post that I made. Um, And if you are unsure where to find it, if you go on the ROCD anxiety support page, it should be linked as um, an announcement underneath the page. Alrighty. Well, continuing on with all of this, when we talk about HOCD, or as other people would like to call it, sexuality OCD, which I have to very, um, uh can't speak, <laughs> skip that word. I have to really emphasize is that it's not, um, homophobia. It's nothing like that. It's basically just the fear that your identity is different than what you thought it was. So, um, if you're experiencing any sort of question about your own sexualities or whatever it is, this can also work for you as well. And just knowing that sexuality is fluid, it's on a spectrum, it's constantly changing, and you don't ever have to define yourself are really important things to think of when you're continuing on in the future. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about masturbation because it's something that we're not really always comfortable talking about A lot of people feel guilty about it. And masturbation can play into ROCD as well. As Some people might feel guilty. Some people might be able to masturbate but not be able to have sex with their partner and they're wondering why. So this is my thought on masturbation. This is something that I also found extremely difficult to talk about. I never like to admit that I had sexual desires and needs and masturbation was something that never really came out of my mouth. Understanding that we're all human beings with sexual needs and on varying levels. Some people really, really desire it. Some people don't. But we all have some sort of need to at least be understanding of our own sexual nature, whether it's you never want to masturbate or that you need to masturbate, whatever it is. I learned this and um, it was really really uh life-changing for me it's really easy to be uncomfortable talking about masturbation especially as a female and especially as a sexual um sexual violence survivor of some sort it's really difficult to trust that my body is mine and it's hard for some people to accept that their body is theirs as well And I was listening to this wonderful podcast called Shameless Sex on Spotify. And it's these two women who talk about sexual empowerment amongst women. And um, the one quote that really stuck out for me was, you are a safe person. You are trustworthy. So understanding that you are showing yourself love And you cannot hurt yourself and you're not a threat when it comes to giving yourself pleasure. It was life-changing because I was like, you know, you're right. I am not going to hurt myself. I am so trustworthy with myself. It's just me, you know, and being able to love myself in that way and at least working my way up to being comfortable talking about it or even exhibiting it is really wonderful. Um, I also recommend talking to friends, so especially girls. If you're having a hard time talking about masturbation and being comfortable with it, it's something that I learned is that most people do masturbate, and as much as people might feel uncomfortable talking about it, it's something that we can all really relate to it. You know, and so I opened up conversation with my female friends. We talked about vibrators and um, our views on masturbation and our bodies, and it was so empowering. And being open to talking about these things, exposing yourself to these uncomfortable conversations is wonderful. I've noticed my sex life has gotten a lot better once I just became more comfortable discussing my needs, my desires, and recognizing that sex is just a human basic need that I have, you know, and that my partner has. and. I am very lucky that my partner and I are pretty open about sex with each other and um, even when I struggled with my own sexuality, not sure um, if I was straight, bi-curious, bi, whatever I was, my partner has been very, very open and understanding to allow me to experiment with other sexuality um, behaviors. So, for instance, I went to a strip club this weekend with my friends. And it was so fun. It was actually very empowering. Empowering. <laughs> it's been a really long day, guys. Empowering because I saw these women embracing their body with all of their quote-unquote flaws, such as cellulite and stretch marks and different types and colors and sizes of vaginas. It was just, it was absolutely Beautiful to watch, and I also just realized I said vaginas, which I said I was going to stop doing because it's really a vulva. Which once you read "Come as You Are," if you do, you'll realize it's a huge difference. Um, I loved watching other women express themselves in their own sexual manner and cheer on other women for doing it. Um, so I could go into more of that, but it's just a whole tan- tangent. So. Um, it can be worked on. And if you're struggling with this right now, and if you're struggling with any sort of sex with your partner or with yourself or even the subject in general, know you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're just reacting to your environment. Alrighty. So I hope everybody has a lovely Monday and a great rest of your week. I hope that you're able to rest and not (laughs) stumble over your words like I am right now. But I also hope that this was helpful and healing for you. If there's anything else that you would like me to talk about with sex, please let me know. Because I'm starting to become more comfortable talking about it. And I would love to share any sort of information that I have with you. Alrighty. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.